I think maybe we could use this influence to maybe get the name of the team that the football man is on to change their name from that horribly offensive name. I mean, you would think. Um, but, but what do I know? Um, I also wouldn't date anyone who lives in fucking Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> Kansas City is a pretty cool city, actually. I've been there. Don't it's, they have good barbecue? They got good barbecue. Uh, they're also in Missouri and not Kansas, which is a common misconception. Yes. Um, I mean, Missouri is not a better state than Kansas. I'm just listing facts about uh, Kansas City now. But they're pretty chill, Kansas City and all. I was going to say something about Timothy McVeigh, but that was Oklahoma City, which is not... Yes. It, it is in Oklahoma, but Kansas City isn't in Kansas. Yes, correct. I, I hate the United States. Um, <sighs> I'm getting over, like a gnarly head cold right now so just everything is kind of infuriating been there so hi welcome back well not welcome back you've been welcome backed at this point welcome backed welcomed back welcomed back would be school is in session and only a month late because we're lazy bums we needed a break we didn't get a summer break unlike america's children the the downside to like my mom and my sister being teachers um is that i think they've lost the concept of um other people don't get breaks like other people just have continuous jobs yeah um but i i actually did go on summer vacation with my mom um my mommy and i went to las vegas all right i forgot that this is going to be a summer vacation episode yeah in the middle of spooky season man i i waltzed right into that segue and i didn't even try i'm proud of me great great job so yes uh i went to las vegas and tradition being i went on vacation i have to do a uh what i did over summer break episode correct uh and it's spooky season officially so that's kind of where i was headed uh however uh 90% of the ghost stories in Las Vegas are like there was a mob here and someone died and now the hotel room's haunted. I mean that was basically like 50 years of Las Vegas history it was mo- the mob killing people. Yeah, I would say like the 30s until the mid 60s probably. Yeah. Um the other 10% of Las Vegas ghost stories are related to Zach Bagans's haunted museum which uh <laughs> while I did see many bus ads and trucks with his face on the side i actually did not have a chance to go to it um also it's oh, a very too bad it's a very hard sell for my mom um you know how it is yeah uh i decided to take a look at one person who is so closely associated with the concept of las vegas to the point where you could like until very recently have a marriage ceremony performed by an impersonator what, you can't do Elvis impersonator marriages anymore? No, I, they're not legal anymore. I, I didn't actually dive into why. Also, did I just spoil who we were talking about? No, I was about to say where I'm going to talk about Elvis. Okay. Um, but there is a ghost story in here. Lovely. That's more fun than weddings anyway. I believe, because uh, we went to the Flamingo to see a show, uh, the fl- Flamingo being ho- a hotel, not just like a sole Flamingo standing in the middle of Fremont Street or something. That would be a good show, though. <laughs> no Flamingos in the show. Uh... But they did have a kiss, like, Gene Simmons-themed wedding chapel in the Flamingo. It was not open when we were there, but that was also on, like, a Tuesday. So you can go see, like, a knockoff Cirque du Soleil, uh, Chippendales, and be married by kiss, I guess. Uh, What a day. What a day that could be. Yeah, and also it wasn't the Flamingo. It was the, uh, fuck, the Rio. I'm broken. 
The flamingos where Margaritaville is, um, and they do actually have flamingos there. God rest Jimmy Buffett's soul. I am not unconvinced that he wasn't waiting until I finally got to go to my first Margaritaville to leave this earthly plane. I would believe that. Like, because it was, what, like a week and a half later, two weeks? Uh, But I I think he felt the energy of me eating those uh, fried shrampies and uh, volcano nachos and was like, and now I may rest. time. My my one purpose on this earth has been fulfilled. Emily got to sit next to the big blender with the projections in it. Uh, no, but we're going to talk about another very good song man uh, named Elvis Presley, but more broadly, the Westgate Hotel. Okay, cool. So my sources are VegasGhosts.com, KTNV.com, which is the local news station, and HauntedRooms.com. Oh, I, I love I love the variety of sources you get when you do ghost story episodes. Just- oh God, I don't know if you guys know this, but finding reliable sources for ghost stories with like details and stuff is so hard. Everyone is so vague. They're like, "Here's this hotel. There's a ghost on the third floor." Just wait till you hear the, the secondary ghost story I have. Uh, it <laughs> I included it because it was creepy, but it is the vaguest shit. Beautiful. As much as I'd love to get into the history of Las Vegas, uh, not even sarcastically, like, it's genuinely very interesting uh, with the mob and everything. This is a mini, and again, I am recovering from a head cold that's making me, like, 10% dumber. So, anyway. Uh, The Westgate Hotel opened in 1969, nice, as the International Hotel, which it opened after Caesars Palace, but before the MGM Grand, which is actually now the Horseshoe, not the MGM that exists there now. Okay. Um, so it it was kind of like during the heyday of um, what are referred to as mega resorts. And actually, with uh, 1,500 rooms, it is considered one of the first mega resorts in Las Vegas. That's so many rooms. Yeah. Um, before that, you had your standard resort casinos with restaurants, shows, gambling. They were big, but they weren't like the basically luxury malls with hotels attached to them that uh, mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Strip has today. Yeah. So, like, if you go on the Strip, like, they're insane. Like, like I said, luxury malls, like, Caesars Palace is, I think, three city blocks. So you could basically book a room at one of these mega resorts and you could spend your whole vacation without leaving the building. I have done that. And yes. <laughs> um, That's back when the MGM had a uh, theme park, though. So, mm-hmm. and I was four. I definitely left the hotel this time, but, like, yeah, New York, New York has a fucking arcade and a roller coaster and (laughs) the Hershey store, and actually, I think that's the M&M store, but... Why would you go anywhere else? Correct. Uh, I would live at the World of Coke if I could. Testing all of the different Cokes from around the world was easily the highlight of my vacation. (laughs) (laughs) That and the big roller coaster. Um, No, but before that, you had, like, the Nugget and stuff, which, you know, had, like, a restaurant and rooms and a showroom and stuff. But the Westgate was really... It kind of kicked off that whole luxury mall with a hotel attached thing. Moving forward um, to the Elvis angle, which is why we're here. Uh, In 1969... Uh, Elvis was contracted for a four-week engagement at the International Showroom. Uh, Since the hotel was so new, he was only the second performer to have a residency there, uh, having been preceded by the queen herself, Barbara Streisand, uh, who had a much longer career than I really kind of thought about. You know, you don't really... Yeah. Yeah. The 1960s were a long time ago. Yeah. 
This was a really big pull for the hotel since Elvis hadn't performed publicly since 1961. Oh, damn. Um, And he was looking for a comeback, or his manager was looking for a comeback, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the hotel agreed to foot the bill for the show's massive production, and um, I'm going to say it really paid off for them. I'm sure it did. Imagine he was uh, a pretty big draw. Yes. Uh, so Elvis actually had a residency in Vegas before, uh, in the late 50s, hmm. at, at a hotel called the New Frontier. But he bombed massively, if you can imagine. Was it before he was super popular, or was just people are just like, why would we go all the way to Vegas? Well, um, so the audience was more conservative and middle-aged than Elvis's fan base was, um, since he was, you know, Elvis, and his main fan base was horny teenagers. Yeah. So, uh, as you can imagine, the olds didn't really appreciate all the dick waggling. (laughs) So, there was that, but also, more notably, he went on to star in a film called Viva Las Vegas Mm. that did very well, um, featuring the song Viva Las Vegas. So, he was already, like, linked to Vegas before he did this Vegas Tangentially, yes. It wasn't his first time. Anyways, thanks to the passage of time and his fan base growing up and being old enough to actually enjoy the offerings of Las Vegas. And, like, spend money. Correct. Uh, The comeback in 69 was an absolute hit. Uh, The first show proved so popular. The first show, not even the first residency, just the first show, proved so popular that the hotel immediately signed him to a five-year contract with two-month-long engagements per year. Holy mother of God. So he would go on to perform a total of 636 shows at the hotel from 69 to 76. That's insane. Yeah, with every single show sold out. Uh, his residency was one of the factors that basically shoved Vegas to the level that it is today, as opposed to, like, that mobsters and glitter vibe that it had previously. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know anything about the King's timeline, um, I'm sure you can see where this story is about to go. Yes. Elvis's last performance at the Westgate was in December of 1976. Several months later, in the summer of 77, he passed away at the age of 42 from cardiac arrest. Oh, God. For some reason, I didn't know he was that young. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's just like, I have now gotten old, and... Elvis doesn't seem so, uh... Yeah. Old anymore? 42 seems like a baby. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'm gonna pop a cough drop, incidentally, and if you hear that weird, like, old person clicking against my teeth, I apologize, but it's for everyone's own good. And for editing, Emily's good. Yes. So, yeah, he... I mean, it was listed as cardiac arrest, but bitch was tired. Yeah, he lived kind of a hard life, from what I hear. Um, His manager worked him into the ground. Literally. Uh, In the years after his death, the 5,000-square-foot imperial suite where he had stayed during his residency was renamed the Elvis Presley Suite. As you do. Um, It was, unfortunately, demolished in 1994 to make way for new suites. Oh, so they, like, gutted it and turned it into a bunch of different rooms? Um, They kind of redid that part of the hotel. Okay. Uh, It's not like at the Stanley, where they... uh, Kind of divided up the Stephen King suite into smaller rooms. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Over the years, the the hotel has capitalized on their association uh, with everything from a bronze statue unveiled in 1978. Very classy, classy, very tasteful. To impersonator competitions, to an exhibit of memorabilia that abruptly closed in 2016 due to a legal battle. Don't know what's up with that. That sounds fun. Oh, yeah. And in 2016, they successfully lobbied to have the road leading up to the hotel renamed Elvis Presley uh, Boulevard. Oh, nice. So is that what their address is now? Like 2023 Elvis Presley Boulevard? (laughs) 
Um, well, let's get the exact address of the Westgate. It's actually off the strip, which is weird. I don't want to stay there. It's 3000 Paradise Road. Oh, I mean, that's a pretty good address, too. All of the roads in Las Vegas have weird names. Not all of them. There's probably like a Sixth Avenue somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's not on the strip. It's like a half a mile off the strip. Okay. But Elvis Presley Road does run near it. Uh, Presley's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, actually lived at the hotel for several years after Presley's death and uh, was a entertainment consultant for the hotel for the remainder of his life. Good for him. No, he's a dick, actually. <laughs> that you didn't hear the sarcasm? Yeah, that's another episode. Or you can watch the movie. Save me some research. The, I, the movie is at 100% accurate, but like, the man is an asshole. Yeah, I believe it. If nothing, he is a cod man. Anyway, so I'm sure you're wondering, where are the ghosts? Yeah, it's been like 20 minutes, Emily. Where are the ghosts? Well, it, the answer is it's me, because I actually died from consumption. <laughs> so a couple of months after Presley's death, uh, at the behest of the Westgate, which was at that point called the Las Vegas Hilton, whatever, Wayne Newton and his band created an Elvis medley as yeah. a tribute to his late friend. Oh, cute. For all you young people. I actually don't have a good point of reference for Wayne Newton because my only point of reference is Ferris Bueller and <laughs> we're all children. I was going to say Mars Attacks, but that's not that much older. No. That's barely older, newer than uh, Mar than Ferris Bueller. Go ahead and look up Wayne Newton if you're under the age of like 25. You, you have a phone. Google him. Yeah. Not on us to educate you on everything. <laughs> um. So before a show one evening, Mr. Newton, Wayne... I uh, was informed that the balcony would be closed that night, which you usually make a performer aware of that so they don't, like, try to acknowledge a crowd that isn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they can't see. So midway through his show, um, Newton began to perform his Elvis medley, which it was the first time he'd performed it for an audience. Um, and while he sang, there was just the one spotlight on Newton. And his retelling of the story goes as such. So this is his account. I don't have any factual verification for it. Uh, so while he was singing, he looked up to see what the crowd thought of his his tribute. Uh, he glanced up at the balcony and saw a man coming down the stairs towards the front. And he thought this was odd since, uh, you know, it was supposed to be closed. Mm -hmm. Newton recognized the man. It was Elvis on the balcony. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, he said he looked him right in the eyes and smiled. And Newton says that this oh. was his sign that Elvis enjoyed the performance and appreciated the memorial. Oh. This is like the sweetest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. It's this nice thing he did for his friend, and then his friend showed up. So Wayne Newton described the experience as one of the best of his life, and he mm. isn't the only person to have spotted the king wandering around the hotel. Employees and visitors alike have seen Elvis's apparition on the casino floor and in the Tuscany suite, which sits roughly where the Elvis suite used to be. Okay. Uh, many people who stay in the suite report feeling a presence and even seeing Elvis or hearing his music drift through the area, even when there's no radio or television turned on. Now, I know Elvis didn't die in the hotel, but as we've discussed before, the idea of, like, energy residual hauntings. Yeah, that would be my guess for this one. Like, you'd spend enough time and, like, energy in a place, like, that's going to leave a thing, a mark. I don't know. I think if Elvis's ghost is going to be anywhere that's not Graceland, mm -hmm. it would be there. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I mean, over 600 shows and what he would have spent the equivalent of a year and a half in that suite. Yeah. I'm assuming he's did some multiple shows a day. Um, let's see. 
say because over 600 shows would be like two years but i guess it depends on how many he's doing in like a day uh he's doing two month-long engagements every year okay so let's say 60 days a year two shows a day yeah i'd say two yeah. two shows a day two months for uh however many years and that's about normal like most most vegas shows have two show times yeah. Uh, so while Elvis was kind of the center of this episode, uh, he may not be the only ghost who resides there. Oh, yes. And now it's about to be a huge bummer. Oh. On the night of February 10th, 1981, a major fire, a major fire occurred at the hotel. Uh, Philip Brunch, Brooke, Bruch. How do you spell it? Brunch without the N. Probably Brooke. Philip, Philip Brooke Klein, a hotel busboy who was under the influence of quote unquote drugs. Hmm. Uh, set fire to a curtain in an elevator lobby in the eighth floor of the East Tower. The fire spread rapidly and claimed the lives of eight people, while another 350 were injured. Damn. Yeah. It only took 25 minutes for the fire to reach the top of the building, caused an estimated $10 million in damage, and Klein was convicted in 1982 of arson and murder. Uncool. Sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. I just, I mean, that implies that it was intentional, which seems weird. Yeah. Also, like, the drugs, the drugs thing feels like something the cops made up. It wasn't, I mean, he was maybe drunk. <laughs> yeah, I say it. I know that it is impossible, but, like, under the influence of drugs is just so vague. Though I guess it's been a few years and then the retelling. I mean, it was 1981, so it was probably cocaine if it was anything. It, yeah, he was in Vegas in 1981. I'm pretty sure that would have been cocaine. I'm pretty sure the whole city had just like a sheen of cocaine over it. <laughs> I tell you this because I think it might relate to a story from a guest. This is the vague story that I was telling you about earlier. So this guest was staying in one of the rooms, unspecified, uh, with her two children and her sister. Um, while one of the women was in the shower, uh, she saw a person's silhouette outside of the curtain. Uh, she assumed it was her sister and ignored it until the water to the shower turned off. Yeah. As she turned to the spout, she noticed a hand pulling out from the curtain as if it had reached no. in and shut off the water. No! No! This is the nightmare. <laughs> uh, when she pulled the curtain back, obviously no one was there. <laughs> that made the trying to get through this entire episode worth it. I hate it. Later that night... Uh, after the kids had gone to bed, she asked her sister if she had turned off the water, uh, which she hadn't. Uh, she'd actually been out with the kids at no. the time. And they decided not to say anything so they wouldn't freak the kids out. However, later that night, or the next day, whatever, one of the kids asked, can ghosts hurt you? When they asked why he would think to ask that, the kid replied, because there's a man in the bathroom, but he disappeared. I think he's a ghost. Uh... Is Elvis a shower peeper? Is it the ghost of one of the eight people killed in the 1981 fire? Who knows? I am just so glad I have a glass door shower. <laughs> that is a nightmare. I hate that so much. Yeah, if you've ever been super stoned at night trying to take a shower and, like, the inner curtain touches you a little bit, worst. Yeah. Um, so as a, as a final note, before I get out of here, fucking half an hour into a mini episode, <laughs> most of that's going to get cut. You guys didn't have to experience... I at least 10 minutes of that is you just coughing. At least. Um, the hotel that I stayed at, the Mirage, uh, which not only where they filmed several scenes from the hit movie Ocean's Eleven, it's also supposed to be haunted. I mean, aren't all hotels? 
Yeah, every hotel has at least one ghost as a rule. There's too many people, yeah. Um, When the hotel was being built, there was a rumor that a wall fell on a worker and predictably killed him. That usually is what happens. Uh, Even though the worker was no longer physically there, his spirit seems to have never left, uh, with employees reportedly hearing knocks on the walls. Good standard ghost activity. I don't know how you could hear anything in there. (laughs) Even, like, at night? I mean, they're open pretty... I don't know if... Well, not, like, in the, like, big public spaces, but, like, in, like, your room by yourself? I guess. Or is this, in, like, a different area of the hotel that you're Yeah, I mean, about? yeah. But, like, on the casino floor, I don't know if that ever shuts down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. I believe I read that the bathrooms in the theater there are also supposed to be haunted with the faucets turning on and off by themselves, but... I couldn't fucking afford to go see their Cirque du Soleil show, so I don't know if the bathrooms in theater are haunted. Well, that is a good uh, good cue to tell everybody to donate to the chip jar <laughs> so Emily can go on vacation and see Cirque du Soleil and get to the bottom of this Cirque du Soleil haunting. I don't think you understand, Sarah. It is a Beatles-themed Cirque du Soleil show. How much for a ticket? $100 each for shitty seats. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I uh, think we paid, like, $50 a ticket for the show we went to at the Rio. It was good. Yeah. Some dudes juggling each other. Um, Actually, uh, this is when my voice equalizes and I can actually talk when it doesn't fucking matter. Um, There was this group of three people all on rollerblades, and they came out onto the stage. And this girl puts, like, a, a harness around her neck, and then a dude puts the other end of the harness around his neck. And then they start skating in a circle, and he just starts spinning this bitch around by the neck. Are they on roller skates? Yes. So he's, like, going around in a circle. She's up off. She is parallel to the ground. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was um, nerve-wracking to watch from that distance, because we were, like, third row. Yeah, I don't... I would worry about getting hit in the face with a skate. Oh, that wasn't my concern. My concern was the woman being flung around <laughs> by the neck. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, what happened in Las Vegas. Oh, I thought I thought what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas. Yeah, that's why Elvis is haunting Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You didn't have to go on the internet and tell everybody about it, though. It took me a long time to track down that story, so I would venture to say no one fucking did. I <laughs> know uh, Vegas is loud and aggressive and exhausting, but, you know, I'd recommend yeah. it. Um, all right, guys. Well, however long this episode ends up being, we'll see you next time. <coughs> Bye. We love you. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.